There will be no intro music for this episode. There will be no lead-in. There will be no pretense. There will be no discussion of topics that have nothing to do with the matter at hand. And the matter at hand is the Phoenix Suns trailing the Los Angeles Lakers 2-1 to in these Western Conference playoffs. I have been waiting 11 years, 10 years, however you count it, for the Suns to return to the playoffs. I've been waiting seven years for a good Suns team because the 2013-14 team was awesome and fun. But I have been waiting for a very long time for a Suns team that was at this level. And I have been waiting even longer for a moment in my life where I felt like the words I had to say might carry weight. And I'm very well aware not a goddamn thing I'm about to say is going to reach the ear of a Suns player. It won't reach the ear of the Suns organization. It won't reach the ear of a peripheral person who knows someone connected to someone who worked for the Suns organization. I know that. But there still comes a time when those of us who love a team more than we should ever love a team feel a need to say something. Feel a need to give the speech. And for anyone who fucking knows me and anyone who has ever spent time around me, you will understand what I am about to say when I say that of all the times I have thought about this and all the times I have fantasized and lectured myself and lectured my friends and chosen blah, 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 it is now. I am going to give this son's team the speech. And you will know what I mean when I say that. The Phoenix Suns are not a weak organization. This organization is not a joke. This organization is not a group of fools who somehow strung something together. This is a proud organization that has somehow always fallen short. Whether it was being unable to make the next level with Connie Hawkins, whether it was acquiring Charles Barkley and putting an incredible team around him and still failing, whether it was Steve Nash being the best point guard in the league and a two-time MVP and still falling short. This organization is a proud organization that has a history of winning, but never at the highest level. This is an organization that historically was one of the winningest teams in the league. A team that was competitive every single year in the playoffs constantly. Until Robert Sarver took over. And things fell apart in every way. From on-court play, to player management, to coaching, to everything from top to bottom in the organization. The Suns were a joke. An absolute fucking joke. And there is no question about that. There's no disputing that. I've had to sit here and watch a team I love be a fucking joke for years. And then one man 
took this team from joke to interesting. And that man's name was Devin Booker. And he arrived and he showed himself to be better than anything that we could have predicted. Those of us who had wild fantasies about what Devin Booker might be didn't fantasize about him being the best shooting guard in the league. We fantasized about him being an elite shooter, a Kyle Korver or something like that. And he proved to be so much more. Kobe 2.0. So much so that Kobe himself said that. And we proceeded to fail him for years. And provide him nothing players who were no longer even in the league at this point. The Phoenix Suns were a joke. And continued to be a joke. From top to bottom. From players to ownership. From training staff to coaching staff. A joke. And then a second man showed up. And this man was initially tasked with fixing the broken relationships that our then general manager had created. Ryan McDonough had pissed off so many players and agents that no one in the league wanted to deal with us. And it was the job of James Jones to fix that. And it was very clear, very quickly, that James Jones was so much more than that. And should replace that bum-ass Ryan McDonough immediately. And guess what? He did. It was like a year and a half after James Jones was hired. He was running shit. And that bitch-ass Ryan McDonough was gone. So now we had a franchise player. And we had a franchise GM. And I'm not going to fucking sit here and relitigate the Aiden Doncic bullshit. Everyone fucking knows how I feel about that. Doncic has all the stats in the world. Aiton locks his ass down whenever they play. And when those two compete, that's what's going to matter. And Aiton is going to be the one. But let's fast forward. Because regardless of what you do with the pick, regardless of what you do with your number one player, you still have to have a way to reach the next level. And our coaching staffs have historically been good. Historically. But for the last decade, we were a laughingstock, a joke. A team hiring people who had no business being NBA coaches repeatedly. And then the Lakers were interested in someone named Monty Williams. And anyone who fucking knows me can vouch for the fact that I was all aboard the Monty Williams train before he was even in line for the Suns job. Anyone who fucking knows me will back up the fact that I was all over Monty Williams. I wanted him before the Lakers were interested. I wanted him from day one. He was the guy. Alvin Gentry is my favorite NBA coach. Anyone who has ever known me can vouch for the fact that I loved Alvin Gentry more than anything, and I would have given anything for him to coach the Suns forever. But he was stabbed in the back by bullshit people and was sent to a franchise that didn't even have NBA trainers. All of Alvin Gentry's time with the Pelicans is garbage. I don't want to fucking hear anything else. It's garbage. And it's unfair what happened to him because he was sent to coach a team where literally no one could succeed. But there was a man who came from that same environment where no one could succeed, who had more success than anyone could. And he was the obvious choice for the Suns. And do not get it twisted. Do not let anyone convince you otherwise. Here is the truth. 
Monty Williams was the number one choice for the Suns' job, and he was the number one choice for the Lakers' job. That is true. The Lakers will twist it and tell you a bunch of other things, and blah, 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 and the Lakers have a ton of media people to tell you otherwise. It's bullshit. I lived it. I lived through the sources. I know the sources. I know the reality. And anyone who fucking tells you otherwise is full of fucking shit. The Lakers' number one choice was Monty Williams. They wanted Monty Williams. And they were, in fact, willing to pay Monty Williams in a way that they were not willing to pay Ty Lue. Which is why Ty Lue ended up with the Clippers. And by the way, they were willing to pay him in a way that they weren't willing to pay Frank Vogel. And Frank Vogel still took the job. Anyone who says otherwise is a fucking liar. The Lakers went above and beyond for Monty Williams. And he said no, and he took the Suns' job. Now, in Lakers fans' defense, it is true. Monty Williams knew if he won a title with the Lakers, that LeBron James and Anthony Davis would get all the credit, and if anything went wrong, that he would get all the blame. He knew that, of course. And he still didn't want the job. He wanted to actually coach. LeBron coaches the Lakers. LeBron calls the shots. Monty Williams actually wanted to coach and not be a fucking figurehead, stand there dude who does nothing. And so he came to coach the best up and coming to guard in the league in Devin Booker. And you can sit here and say, well, blah, 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 blah. But Lakers fans will tell you that the Lakers turned down Monty Williams and that is fucking garbage. Monty Williams was the Lakers' number one choice, and he told them no because he didn't want to play their game where he could get no value from coaching them but suffer all the blame. He wanted to actually be a coach, and he chose the team where he could actually coach and make a fucking difference, and that's what's going on right now. These are the people who have turned this team around, okay? And none of that fucking matters right now. You're going to hear a lot of excuses. You're going to hear refereeing. You're going to hear foul calls. You're going to hear Chris Paul injury. And sure, the Chris Paul injury matters. But LeBron and AD aren't 100% either. So that's life. And sure, the officiating matters. But Scott Foster is the most anti-Chris Paul referee ever. And that last game wasn't poorly officiated at all. Despite the Lakers blowing the Suns out towards the end. There is simply one thing that stands out above all this. The Suns aren't making their fucking shots. When they are wide open from three, they're not making them. When they are sort of open from three, they're not making them. When they're covered from three, they're not making them. And there's just no amount of officiating or unfair this or that or whatever. You have to make your shots. And... I'm, I was as much of a bitch about game two as anyone else. I was enraged. I felt like there were so many calls. 
that went the Lakers' way that were fine that should have also gone our way. There were multiple opportunities in my mind for the officials to be better. And heading into game three, we all know what we felt about Scott Foster. No one felt that was good news. So we all know that. We all know all of those things. But the simple fact of the matter is the Suns aren't making shots. They didn't make shots in game one. And we said, well, hey, we won by nine points and we didn't even make shots. That's good for the series. And then in game two, we didn't make shots. You lose by a handful and you say, hey, we won the first game not making shots. We barely lost the second game not making shots. Surely in the third game, we're going to make some shots. Now, water finds its level eventually. But you really don't want it to find its level in game five after you've fallen down 3-1 and you're just playing makeup ball. So, <clears throat> this is where we are. The Suns trail 2-1. And it is Saturday night. It's just sort of 10 p.m. The game's in like 14 and a half hours, 14 hours and 42 minutes or so. And again, just for selfish reasons, I'm just going to do this. I played basketball as a kid. My hips fell apart, so I couldn't play anymore. I was able to play hockey for a bit, but... Eventually, I just couldn't deal with the pain anymore, and it was all gone. So I never had that opportunity. But I'm just going to, right now, tell this team what I would tell them. If I was, let's look at this scenario as if I was walking into this locker room before Game 4. This is what I would say to this team. Because someone from the fans needs to say it. So I'm going to. This series is more than just Suns versus Lakers. This series is more than just the NBA playoffs. This is everything about sports. This is the heart of a regional fucking rivalry that doesn't just exist in this game, but exists across games. The term beat LA is not just a Suns thing. It's a Diamondbacks thing. It's a Cardinals thing. It's a Coyotes thing. It is all about Phoenix sports. Beat LA. Beat Los Angeles. Fuck Los Angeles. That is what sports in this city are all about. Fuck Los Angeles. And it doesn't matter who's on their team. And it doesn't matter where they came from. And it doesn't matter what sport it is. Fuck Los Angeles. That is what sports in this city is all about. And now, this team, this marquee franchise, this special exempt from every rule team has built a champion by convincing the best player in the league to walk there and convincing the league to ignore every single obvious sign of tampering to let another player go there to create the best pick-and-roll duo of all time. 
and now they walked away with a ring when they didn't have to play in front of fans, and now they have a 2-1 lead against us. And everyone is looking at us like the chumps because we got the number two seed and we can't handle the Lakers because we were supposedly a contender and now we're losing in this series because Chris Paul is hurt again. Well, I ask you, have you looked at this fucking series for real? Because we didn't make a single goddamn shot that mattered in game one and we still won. And we were within inches of game two. And game three was a disaster. I'll give you that. But I ask you another question. Has anyone quit on this team? Or has Cam Ping gone to another level when asked to play as well as Chris Paul? Has DeAndre Ayton played legitimately the best basketball of his life? Has Devin Booker risen to the occasion of being a number one scorer, in fact, winning another game by himself while having to deal with double and triple teams. Have all of these people done what is asked of them? Yes. Booker wasn't perfect. I understand that. Nothing has been perfect. But DeAndre Ayton has played to a level that no one could have anticipated. Cameron Payne has played better than Chris Paul in this series. Devin Booker literally won game one. These young sons who were supposedly too inexperienced and too stupid and too flawed to participate in this series made the first two games damn good, including taking one of them. And I understand how everyone else is looking at this. Oh, it was a feel-out game for LeBron in game one. Oh. The Lakers have done every single thing they wanted to do. Well, guess what? This team has not made a fucking shot in this series. The Suns are shooting like, what, 2% from three? Something like that? 3%, 4%, I don't know what it is. But here is everything to me. I don't give a shit about the past. I don't give a shit about the officiating. I don't give a shit about LeBron James or Frank Vogel or Anthony Davis. I don't care about any of that. There are truths in this world that are bigger than everything else. And in this case, one of them relates to basketball. If you, every Suns role player who participates in game four, bags your fucking triples, if you bag your triples... We will win this game. It is fucking simple. These bitches, these punks, these Los Angeles fools think you can't shoot. And they are repeatedly rotating to allow open shooters because it is their belief that if they leave Jay Crowder open from the elbow or if they leave Tory Craig open from the corner, that they will win the series. They don't think you can shoot. Watch the film. They don't think any of you can shoot. They have no respect for this team. None. They are treating you, the Phoenix Suns, the way that they treat the Clippers. That's what they are doing. 
and you are letting them do it. They are treating you like the Clippers, and you are letting them do it. Are you the fucking Clippers? Fuck no, you're not the Clippers. Because you can shoot the goddamn ball. Because you don't have a history of being a fucking joke to the entire league, to the entirety of sports. Because you're a franchise that has been to the NBA Finals. Because you're a franchise that lived in the playoffs. Because you're a franchise that has MVPs. Because you are a franchise that matters to this league. And you are letting them treat you like the Clippers. And it's over. Because there is one simple solution to these problems. Make your fucking triples. And I have a wonderful solution to the problem of missing. Confidence. Young teams suffer from lack of confidence. This team suffers from lack of confidence. From point A to point Z. No one is prepared for what is coming. And it doesn't matter who it is. Everyone is hesitating. Everyone looks at the situation and isn't sure. Everyone is questioning the entirety of the game plan. Fourteen and a half hours from now, the ball's going to be thrown in the air. And I don't care about the history of three ones. I don't care about anything. This game decides the series. If you lose this game, you're out of the series. If you win this game, you've proven you're a ferocious contender. And I believe that you will run through every wall put in front of you. And it's a little bit ridiculous to be so reductive. And it's a little bit over the top. But this is where we are. You've got a banged up point guard. You've got a young team. You've got an ace shooter who can't quite get it right. You've got a young two-way center who's playing the best ball of his life. And you haven't made a single shot. Nothing's going your way. The world is broken. Everything's falling apart. You're driving a truck. And you just had a flat tire. And your transmission is jammed. Nothing's working. And yet, you win this game. And it's all right. Everything is right with the world again. This is the nature of the game. For every single failure and every single flaw, there is an upside. There's a silver lining. That's why we play this game. Because I can still steal the ball and dunk it in transition. And three is more than two. Every single thing you do can affect the entire series. This Suns team came from nothing 
everyone said that Chris Paul's option and his contract just proved all he's wasted. He's done. He's washed. They didn't see what he did last season. They didn't see the effect. And now we're here. Everyone said that Devin Booker was an empty calories player. He's not an actual winner. DeAndre Aiden's a bust. You should have taken Doncic. Blah, 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 blah. There have been no positive statements. Every single fucking thing that has ever been said about this team is garbage. Every single thing that everyone says about this team is garbage. We acquire Chris Paul, and somehow that's a stupid thing to acquire an all-polo player. You get the only guy in history who's moving with fucking elite wing. Uh, DeAndre Eden literally moves like a wing with the wingspan of a center, and somehow that's a bad thing. Go look up DeAndre Eden's stats this year. He took on the toughest defensive assignments of any center in the entire league. DeAndre Ayton's the only guy who can guard LeBron James. He's the only guy who can guard Giannis. He's the only guy who can guard Anthony Davis. And he does all those things, and somehow he gets disrespect. Every single thing that goes on with this team, every single thing that goes on with this team is disrespect. From day one to day 365, nobody has any respect for this team. Nobody respects the work that is put in. Nobody respects any of this shit, and I am fucking tired of it. And somehow now down 2-1, this is it? It's all over in a 2-1 series? This is not 3-1. This is not 3-0. This is 2-1. This is time. DeAndre fucking Ayton has been... The best defensive player in these playoffs, and I don't give a shit what anyone else says, that is true. Devin Booker is the best goddamn two-guard in this league, and I don't give a shit what anyone says about that. James Harden's not a fucking two-guard, and give me Devin Booker over Kyrie Irving any fucking day. Because Devin Booker shows up and he actually plays defense. DeAndre Ayton is the best young two-way center in this league. Because he's the only one of these motherfuckers who can play 82 goddamn games. And give you 35 fucking minutes each night. I'm sick of motherfuckers who can't even play two ways. Who can't even play a full game. Who can't even play a full season. Being regarded as better than this team. You're trying to tell me that Chris Paul. Chris fucking Paul. CP fucking three all pro point god motherfucker can't lead this team out of this hole you're trying to tell me that mikhail bridges the all defense motherfucker is not good enough to defend this team cam johnson a shooting blazing wing can't get out of this hole jay crowder the man who fucking shut down Giannis last year for miami's wall none of that matters yeah, it fucking does. I am sick of this bullshit. All pro point guard. All pro two guard. Elite wings. So many elite fucking wings that you can't even handle it. And the best goddamn young two-way center in the game. And you're trying to tell me this team has no chance? I've had enough This game is everything. And with one performance, you can put these front-running, 
fucking bitch ass motherfucker Lakers excellence bitch ass motherfuckers down. Let's send them home. Let's send them running to their fucking mommies. Let's prove that Phoenix Suns basketball is here to fucking stay and has gone to a new level. And that DeAndre fucking Ayton and Devin fucking Booker are going to rule the Pacific Division for the next 10 years. Not Grandpa LeBron and Slenderman Davis. Fuck that team. Fuck their Frank Vogel, Jason Kidd ass, fake head coach bullshit. Fuck their bullshit pretending that their classic owner's team who just kisses ass to whatever fucking famous people they can get in their seats. Fuck all of that bullshit. Fuck the Lakers. This is our time. And this is the time to assert dominance over this division and forever. And this is the time to create the comeback that will be remembered forever. Legends are not created in four-game sweeps. Legends are not created in simple series that don't have any obstacles at all. Legends are created when you conquer the demon. Legends are created when you punch the bullies in the face and you destroy them. Legends are created when the 17-time champion goes down to the future dynasty. That it is what is happening here. Legends are created when DeAndre Ayton puts Anthony Davis in the clamps yet again and takes a stranglehold of this series. That is what this is all about. And I don't care what anyone says about anything. If you have been watching this series, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Jump shots fall and everything is different. The jitters are there. The pain is there for this team. They are frustrated and they cannot give it over the hump. And I am here to look all of you motherfuckers in the eye and say, let loose, flame throw, bomb these motherfuckers out of the gym. We are here to dethrone the champions. And 14 fucking hours from now, that is what we will do. We will begin the descent of the Lakers into the lake. Go ahead and fucking get your flaps up. It's a water landing because we're about to burn you out. Devin Booker has been waiting forever for this opportunity. DeAndre Ayton has been waiting forever for this opportunity. Legends are not born in series sweeps. Legends are born in comebacks. The comeback starts now. One shot falls. And 30 more will follow. I am sick of these motherfuckers. And I know that every single person on this roster is sick of these motherfuckers too. And I am sick of their fans and I am sick of their ESPN media talking about their swagger. I'm supposed to sit here and listen to basketball analysis that has to deal with the Lakers' swagger. Fuck the Lakers. Now is the time. 
This is where destruction begins. I have watched Tom Brady rise from nobody to the greatest of all time. And it involves slaying everyone who stood in his path. D-Book is now about to do the same fucking shit. A 2-1 series is nothing. A playoff gauntlet is nothing. Fuck this team. Fuck the Lakers. Fuck everything they stand for. Fuck all of that bullshit. You have not seen the best of this Phoenix Suns team. And you're about to. This is the comeback tour. Prepare yourself for fucking flames. <laughs> this is the Blunt Doctor Show. <laughs>